Yo, what is up, guys? It is Drive Guy Andrew. Drive Guy said that's so weird. Drive Guy um, coming at you post holidays with my first uh, podcast, right? Isn't this the first one? I think maybe I did one other one. Who fucking knows? But you know what? I did one right before Disney. So I'm going to do my Disney review today, but first, I wanted to start off with a little rest in peace for Kobe Bryant. Uh, what a weird day yesterday was, as far as the day we heard about the news of Kobe Bryant dying in a helicopter accident, and just for me personally, it was very weird. Um, I've never felt uh, like a emotion when it comes to a celebrity death. I've always kind of laughed it off and thought people were weird for feeling that way, but Kobe was the first NBA player I remember my entire life, uh, you know, watching him from when he was in high school still and hearing about him in the, you know, the mid-90s in high school, going into the NBA and with all the Lakers, and, and I watched him play from basically start to finish in his career, and and he was a really big, impactful person in, in my, like, life, basically. I mean, I, I a lot of what my, uh, you know, basketball was watching the Lakers, because I was over at my friend Brian's house, and he was a big Lakers fan. Um, it was just it was it was more difficult for me to deal with than I imagined it would I would ever feel like uh, when it comes to celebrity passing so uh, definitely a rest in peace um, it is gonna be you know he was such a charismatic person but if you kind of go watch his interviews even over the last couple of years since he's retired he's so thoughtful and he's so well spoken and he's so um, he just has a lot of good ideas you know it just it's a shame because he was gonna have a really awesome, really interesting, you know, second act to his life post basketball, and it was really, it was gonna be exciting to see how that went and what that meant for him, um, you know. And it's just, it sucks. And his daughter was in the helicopter with him, which sucks. Uh, it's really tough. Uh, you know, can't imagine like a mother having to bury their husband and their child. So uh, just, you know, be thinking about that today. Um, you know, send your thoughts and prayers or whatever you shoot at people when you're uh, trying to, like, uh, encourage them, you know. Anyway, Kobe Bryant, crazy that that happened. He was only 41. Uh, hug, hug your family, right? Okay. So we talked about Kobe. We got it through that. Um, I want to do, like, a little... We got a couple things I want to review today. So I'm going to review... Parasite, the movie. I'll probably do that at the very end because I'm going to talk spoilery about that. And then before that, I'm going to talk about Walt Disney World. I don't have my notes up clearly because I'm driving and I don't fucking text and drive. JK, sometimes I do. Sorry. Uh, so uh, just going to kind of wing it, kind of share with you some of my thoughts. Um, firstly, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I never, when I was there, I never felt like, man, I really spent my money well by coming here. Uh, that was not a thought that I had. However, that did not uh, make it a worse trip. Like, I wasn't thinking about that the whole time, so that's good. Um, you know, you weren't thinking about what you spent. You were just thinking about, man, this is fun. We're having a good time with my family, good time with the kids, right? One of my thoughts about Disney World was that no ride seems worth the wait, if I'm being totally honest. Like, in the sense of, I wouldn't wait more than an hour for probably anything. Flight of Passage and Rise of Resistance would absolutely be exceptions to that rule. Flight of Passage does have a wait. You can get in at, you know, right when the park opens and go straight to Flight of Passage. 
Um, the Rise of Resistance does not. It has a very convoluted, complicated system to get your passes there. Uh, but it's long story short, you got to show up at like by 6.30 in the morning or half hour prior to open so you can get in this what they call a virtual queue and get your boarding pass. And we, the, in, at Disney World, it, you have to be there by 6.30 basically so you can get scanned into the park, make sure you're in. First day, we went to uh, Galaxy's Edge twice. First day, we went and arrived like about 6.45, got scanned into the park, got our boarding pass. We were group 81. Second day, we did, we were like about 15 minutes earlier and we got group 50, I believe it was. Uh, it was totally worth it though. But it's worth it enough right after the first day of waking up at butt fucking zero o'clock in the morning and living a whole day in Galaxy's Edge and being super duper tired. It was still good enough for us to be like, yeah, let's do that one more time. And we did that again on Saturday, which was awesome. Um, so highly recommended if you are going there. But but other than those two rides, though, I just brought that up because there's like not any really other rides that I would say like, man, that was worth it. Now, this is a perspective of an adult man. I'm not a child. Uh, my son Aiden loved, loved a lot of the rides. All he wanted to do is go on rides. Even the rides that sucked big fat donkey dick, still he wanted to do. Uh, like they have these hyped up alien saucer kind of spinny rides. It's horrible. It's not. It's it's unbelievable that there's a 60 minute wait for a ride like that, right? Like I can wait in line at a at a county fair for a shitty spinning ride, okay? Disney. So that you know that's kind of the way I felt about a lot of the rides. The experience stuff was awesome. So like I would say rides like it's a small world or Winnie the Pooh. We were able to to get fast passes for those. It made it completely worth it. But those. And I'll come back to fast passes in a second. But rides like It's a Small World and Winnie the Pooh were great for Riker, who is one and a half. And he absolutely loved doing those rides. Like, was a huge fan. It's like kind of magical almost, right? Like, just the way that he saw the saw those rides. And you can see it in his face. He just was blown away. He'd never seen anything like that before. And it was awesome to watch. You know, and Aiden enjoyed those too because they were relaxing we weren't standing we were in a cool environment we were I think they do that they put it in Florida so you're fucking hot and it's humid and shitty and then when you get on the ride the ride's really not that great but it's air conditioned and it's like there's no humidity in the building so it feels like just amazing it feels the the best maybe half of like you liking the ride is just you not being outside in the stupid heat again and this is in fucking January I cannot imagine what it is like to go to Florida in the summer. What are you doing with your lives, guys? That's a, It's like you're wet all the time. You're just soaking wet all the time from the humidity. I'm fat, so that doesn't help the soaking wet fat stuff, you know, sweat stuff, and the, the humidity just sticking to your body. But it's it's everybody. Like, you, you don't... Skinny people have to deal with that in Florida. It's fucking horrible. Anyway, that's a tangent. It was way too hot. It was like 85 when we were there. It's freaking January. Come on, guys. So, yeah, no ride really seems worth it, but the fast passes were awesome. So just a little tippy or tricky if you're going ever, just set your fast passes up for early in the day. Once you've hit all three of your fast passes, you can pick stuff up throughout the day. So when we went to Magic Kingdom at Disney World, which is where they had the, you know, the more storybook style rides that I was talking about earlier, Peter Pan, things like that, um, 
we did three very early and then we were rolling off fast passes for the rest of the day. So I would just refresh. They have an app basically. I just refresh an app and uh, once I refresh the app, it will tell me, oh, Winnie the Pooh has a fast pass at 3.30. And so, yeah, I went, would go and do the fast pass at 3.30, set it up for the whole family. Cool. 3, 3.45, done with the ride because it only takes about five or 10 minutes. On to the next fast pass. What do we got next? So we kept doing that and we hit like 90% of the rides in Magic Kingdom just by doing that. And we were planning on a second day at Magic Kingdom even, but we did not have to because we hit almost everything that first day. And that allowed us to spend another day at Galaxy's Edge, which was incredible. Again, um, that experience of being, and this is what Disney does the best and why Rise of the Resistance and Flight of Passage are superior, right, to anything else that they do. They're experience rides as much as they are just thrill rides. They're not really even thrill rides. Rise of Resistance is like you're in a Star Wars movie for 18 minutes. There are actors. There are, um, there's like, you know, you said, I don't want to, I guess why not? Fuck it. I'll just talk about it. So when you get into the ride, the first thing you see is like BB-8 doing some shit on a, on a plane or a fucking plane. What an idiot I am. A actual X-Wing. He's doing work and it's like, beeping, you know, whatever. And then a hologram of Ray pops up and she's like, hey, BB, shouldn't you be doing this other stuff? And he's like, and then he leaves and Ray kind of tells you like, you got like a mission. Some people are coming for you. We've got to evacuate the planet, so on and so forth. You leave that first room and you walk outside after they tell you you need to board a ship. And it's like a completely secluded on its own area. Uh, Poe is in his X-Wing there. There was like a little Poe video there at the beginning too. BB-8's in the X-Wing, the black X-Wing. They're like, come on, load into the ship. And these are actors slash Disney helpers basically. So they're, you know, get on the ship, get on the ship. So you get on the ship, the doors close. It looks like an actual ship. I mean, it's a full-size actual ship. You get in, the doors close. This ship doesn't move. I They're incredibly good at hiding this. I'm pretty sure they hide your, it's an elevator, right? And you drop down and it kind of the way that it hides it is it moves like a ship would move. So rocks back and forth, you get into a star battle. The first order essentially captures you. So you'll see a transmission, you know, the first order is gonna board your ship, blah, blah, blah. So the door opens, the same one you came in and you're in a fucking completely different room completely different room it looks like the inside of a uh like a star base because you get pulled into one of the uh, star destroyers so you're in a star destroyer like on a deck there's like 40 stormtroopers there all in like full decked out uniform i don't think they were actual actors but they looked awesome uh then the the disney people were dressed as imperial troopers and they were like uh you know get over here get over here we're gonna interrogate you we need to find out where the rebel base is they're basically trying to get our information they want to know where the rebel base is uh side note on this one when they asked my son where the rebel base was he yelled out to them i'll never tell you and everyone applauded and i wish i could have recorded it but i did not get it in time it was fucking awesome though it was very cool very proud moment i mean they would have gone and killed him there if that were the real imperials but i am proud of him in this fake scenario snitches not getting stitches this time am i right so yeah galaxy's edge awesome very immersive and now yeah that's what i was talking about so the reason why these rides are great and there were all of what i just described to you was not even the actual ride this is all set up for the ride some other things happen 
you basically escape with the rebels and hop on a rebel, you know, quote-unquote transport. And it goes, the ride, actual ride starts from there. So it's about 18 minutes total. Eight minutes of that is about the ride itself. But 10 minutes is the experience leading up to it. And that is what makes Disney awesome is the experience. Flight of Passage, for example, it's not quite as immersive. But the whole time you're waiting in Pandora around the floating rocks, you're hearing the Pandora bird noises and the animal noises. And when you get in, there's a lab and it does look like you're, you're basically on Pandora it is awesome. It is very immersive, but it's not quite, again, what we were seeing with Rise of Resistance. And it, I'll tell you this, though. If Disney puts out another four or five of these experience kind of rides, it's it going to be awesome. Like, it really is genuinely going to be incredible. They have a new one coming out this year that's Mickey and Minnie's Mind Train, some train Mickey and Minnie ride that apparently as well has experience, right? It's set up like a like an experiential kind of thing. Experiential, is that a fucking word? Whatever. Um, anyway, lots of fun. Experience matters. That's what made Disney awesome. That's why Galaxy's Edge was the fucking best thing. I, it's, you know, I, I walked in to Galaxy's Edge fully erect because that's how good seeing all that stuff was. It was very weird for the, for the people around me because I was wearing shorts like that guy's got a boner uh no that did not happen i did not walk around with boner at disney world come on guys i'm smarter than that if i was gonna do a boner i would do it at universal studios they don't care about that kind of stuff so yeah we uh walked around galaxy's edge and it just feels like you're in fucking star wars if it weren't for a bunch of dopey other humans you know kind of ruining it for you you'd feel like you were at star wars and it's really cool uh, Smuggler's Runs, another ride there where you get to fly the Millennium Falcon. It is absolutely worth doing at least once so that you can sit in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, especially in the waiting areas too. It, it's actually the ship, the Millennium Falcon. It looks like a ship, so that's pretty cool. Ultimately, that ride was not great in my opinion. If you've done Star Tours, it was something similar to that with a little more of a arcadey kind of experience because you're actually doing things on the ship. Uh, and you get a score and it kind of tells you how well they do. There's no leaderboards or anything like that. Um, but it's still pretty cool. Definitely worth trying. You might love it. You might absolutely love it. I bet your kids are going to love it. Aiden liked it. We just, it wasn't as good as, as not even close to Rise of Resistance. Um, I spent way too much fucking money on lightsabers, so that's cool. We're not going to spend too much time on that because it annoys me about myself that I did not. Whatever. Love them. Can't wait to display them, and I'll put pictures up for uh, people that want to see. So, uh, what else did I want to talk about with Disney? Oh, every single person there is fucking rude as shit. Not the people that work there, but everybody that's going there. Now, some of this, uh, in hindsight, I'm realizing is because Disney World, I think, really does encapsulate world. There was a lot of world travelers there, it felt like. A lot of people that, you know, didn't seem to speak English very well. This happened multiple times for me where I'd like talk, try to talk to someone because that's kind of what I do, just talk to people. And they would tell me they just, I don't really speak English. Um, either that or they were just like, I ain't fucking talking to this guy. So I don't speak English. But um, so, you know, I can't count, I can't say every single person there was rude because they might not understand me. But I like made a living out of saying, excuse me, please, and thank you when I was there. And fuck everybody. They never said anything. It's like, it was so rare when someone said, excuse me, please, or thank you, that I would stop and say, let me just tell you something right now. That is very polite and kind of you. I appreciate you for saying that. Nobody else here does. And they would respond with, I know, right? Everyone here is an asshole. So 
really what I'm trying to get at is when you go to Disney World or Disneyland, there's only one rule you need to follow, and that's watch out for yourself. You take care of number one, and that's you, right? You're number one. And, and as, as my buddy Mark would say, that's exactly how Walt would want it. Just worry about yourself. Classic Walt. Um, just, I don't know. Anyway, people are rude. People are horrible. And uh, I wish I could call it the most magical, happiest place on earth. I would say it is definitely magical. It's definitely happy. Um, but fuck, man, people are grumpy as shit. It could be because they're getting up early, I guess. I don't know. Maybe these people don't know how to have fun. There's so many things it could be. I don't know why why they were like that. Maybe they're just all... Maybe, maybe Colorado's really nice, right? Maybe I guess got a bunch of nice friends that care about other people. I don't know. Is the whole world like that? Am I in a bubble, guys? Do I live in a bubble? Fucking rude-ass people. Bitch! It makes me so mad. Uh, anything else about Disney World I want to talk to you about? It was a lot of fun. Uh, if you ha- don't have kids, it's just as fun. Honestly, that was like the first day. I was like, man, this is cool with Aiden and Riker. They're loving it. This is great. Uh, but it would be also awesome to be here with just adults just my wife and friends so we can get day drunk and go on rides because that seems like it would be quite fun uh, go to Epcot and eat all the food and uh, really just enjoy your time in a uh, it would be a less stressful situation for sure um, so that will be fun maybe we'll try to plan a trip out there with, with just the adults right? right babe? okay cool good fucking dog so um, last thing on there is if you do have kids though ride swap those bitches so Riker is like a, a year and a half. He can't do any rides. So when you go up to the front of the line and I've got, you know, me, Riker, wife, Aiden, just like let them know, hey, need a swap because one of us has to stay with a baby. We got to ride everything once. Aiden got to ride everything twice. So he got four rides of the Resistance rides. Awesome. That's really cool. So I'm really happy about that. And, and Disney was great. Disney really is good. That food, oh, fucking gosh, it's expensive. Holy cow. Real, I sounded Canadian there, didn't I? Oh, fucking gosh, eh? Um, it would have been like 80 bucks for the equivalent of a Red Robin meal. And and that's about, I mean, the food was really good, always fresh. They grow a lot of their own food on, on the uh, property with like their plants and stuff. But uh, man, it's expensive. $80 for two adult meals, burgers and fries, and two fucking kids meals, like chicken nuggets and a cheeseburger. 80 fucking dollars. So uh, just that's what you're getting into when you go to Disney World. Now, I did myself, I did the meal plan with our family. So it took care of a lot of that. And I, I would recommend it, honestly. Um, hindsight being 2020, it would have been great maybe to have a few more like in-hotel items. Like we could purchase, you know, bread and lunch meat when we get there to make some sandwiches on the fly. But uh, overall, I think we did pretty good. We didn't really spend too much on food while we were there. Maybe 100 bucks, if that. And that's just on snacky things or an extra meal because we didn't plan right. When we booked the trip, Riker was like eight months and not eating a lot of food. And he's a year and a half old now. And he fucking eats everything. He is a monster. So we didn't plan on that. And we essentially, the way that it worked out is we were getting like adult meals for him and Aiden to split. And Riker would eat like 75% of the adult meal. So that was pretty cool. Uh, just plan better is I guess what be my lesson for myself plan fucking better for food and that would have probably been uh, you know the only stressor that i think we could have improved on i think everything else is very uh fluid the skyliners at disney are amazing 
fucking gondola travel everywhere. They need to add that to every single park period. And the fact that they haven't is disappointing because it, it's genuinely amazing. Um, it was the best way to travel by far. So the buses suck. It's like a 45-minute bus ride for an actual 10-minute car ride. Just not good. Not good at all. Um, all right. That's enough about Disney, right? Fucking fuck Disney. So last thing was... Oh, Parasite Review. So listen, guys. Parasite nominated for Best Picture. I'm going to talk about little spoileries here. Parasite was not better than Uncut Gems. I'll just say that right now. It was about a little, it was a little bit harder for Gems over Parasite. And the and so Parasite, I fucking loved it till about two thirds of the way through the movie. And then something happened. Now this is your last chance. If you have not seen Parasite, be gone. If you if you don't care, then stay and fucking let me spoil this shit for you. It's been out a while, so you know at this point I don't feel too bad. It's your life that you didn't see it yet. But two-thirds of the way through the movie, the, the movie essentially is these kid this the family, right? Is a they're con artists. They they leech onto other people and take take stuff from them. Uh, essentially. And they, they set up a, a pretty elaborate plan to leech off of this rich family. And uh, the first boy is her English teacher for this high school chick that they have a weird inappropriate relationship. So that was awkward. Um, they, I don't know, maybe he was supposed to be 16. Whatever. He seemed like he was 20 and fucking, he's like, as soon as she goes to college, I'm asking her out and then they're making out. Very weird. Uh, that's called rape. <laughs> okay? You're grooming her, you asshole. So, um, then there's the, the sister who's the English teacher for the girl and then there's the dad who becomes the driver and the mom who becomes the, the, the housemaid and, and literally this stuff is all awesome. It's mesmerizing, crazy good cinematography, really fun to watch. Just in general, it was great. Then about two thirds of the way through the movie, um, you find out, so there's an old, man, I'm fucking all over the place with stories right now. The old housemaid they got her fired essentially. It's the only way that they could get the mom in there to start working as the housemaid. So they get her fired. One night when the family is out of town, that housemaid comes back and is banging on the door and like, please let me in. I need to go in. Oh my gosh, it's so important. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Comes in. You find out there's a fucking hidden room in this house's basement and her husband's living there. He's been living there. He's just living there for years. Um, he like owes people money and they try to kill him. And, and so they're, he, he's hiding down there basically. And, uh, that was a moment where I'm like, this movie got weird and I'm not a fan anymore. I'm out. One might say where, you know, this is why I like uncut gems more is it kept ramping up until the end. It ramped up fucking to 12. You've done a bunch of Coke and then movie end. And it's like, you're left like with this emotion that's like missing. Basically it was awesome. It was great. Parasite built and built and built and built until about two-thirds of the way through the movie and then it took a turn for me that I did not like at all which was that reveal of the other person the other parasite essentially living in the house I didn't need that I didn't need all of that I, I would have much preferred some kind of shenanigans to happen between the family uh, and and the parasites themselves is what we'll call them for this it was really really good until that point really good uh, and the ending is awesome there's like a 20 to 25 minute stretch there in the middle of the movie that just isn't great for me. And, uh, and I, and I, you know, I talked to my buddy Pat about this. He obviously completely disagrees with me. He loves this movie. I want to hear somebody kind of argue why that section of the movie is good. So maybe if you have a hot take on that, you can uh, hit me up and let me know. Um, 
anyway, I would give it a, uh, I would give it like a, like a half chub, like a, like a kind of like a three quarters of a chub, um, like almost a boner, but not quite there. That's the way I felt about it. I don't know what to tell you guys. All right. Well, uh, it's, we're almost 25 minutes, a long fucking episode. So hopefully I wasn't boring. Rest in peace, Kobe. Love you guys. Hug all your family members. Treat everyone with respect or don't. Again, it's your life. Good talk. Bye.